from worlds beyond to right at the gaming table. These are All My Fantasy Children. Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children. My name is Aaron Catano Saez. And my name is Jeff Stormer. This is All My Fantasy Children. It's a character creation, world building, and storytelling podcast where each week Jeff and I take a listener submitted prompt, craft an original character, flesh out their backstory, and interject them into our amazing world called fantasy. Yeah. But first, huh. we, do we talk about uh, flexing and talking about what's yeah. getting us excited this week? We sure do. Yeah. Fuck. Aaron, what's getting you excited this week? What's getting me excited this week is organizational things. Okay. I'm trying to lean into organizational things. I just bought post-its. Cool. Um, cool, cool I know, cool. and they, like, sit on my, like, shelf right in front of my monitors because I will forget to do things. So, like, upcoming voice lessons that I'm teaching and shit, they're all, like, on post-its now and, like, what time I have to leave for certain things if it's really early. It's great. I've actually been using an app called Remember the Milk, um... Phil Vecchione from the uh, Pandas Talking Games with Phil and Senda recommended it to me. Uh, that was, it's been the app that I, it's an app that like literally just you, you list out your to-dos and it like, it can send you a daily email of like, here's your stuff that you said you were going to get done today. And oh, I it's love been that. similarly like just really helpful to have kind of everything that I'm working on just like in one place. What's it called? Uh, Remember the Milk. Okay. Now I'm never going to forget like, it keystrokes for you can set up keystrokes for like this happens on this day this repeats weekly Ooh. it's like it's really valuable i set up all of my like daily errand stuff on it and i'm kind of trying to work on like loading like bigger project things into it and it's yeah. been really really helpful i love that well, what's getting you excited this week oh gosh what is getting me excited this week is that uh i've got a very special uh special tradition coming up uh, we've just got to find the right day to do said special tradition. Uh, it is obviously my birthday is around the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, for one day in August, my good friend Noah Houlihan, my wife, producer of Party of One, Jen Frank, and I, we go to Taco Bell and then get drunk and watch bad wrestling. What else you need in this world? It's what that's that's how I feel. That sounds awesome. I said, I said, I'm only going to eat Taco Bell twice a year. Oh, true. I forget. You have mentioned that's a canon fact on this show. So, like, this is one of my two times a year that I go to Taco Bell. I'm going to eat, like, a lot of Taco Bell. And then we're specifically going to, like, just drink and watch, like, weird, bad wrestling. Remind me real quick. What do you get at Taco Bell? Oh, gosh. I'm I mean, not my, good at Taco Bell. I get... Depends on the day, because, like, generally they will have, like, a special offer that I can't resist. Like, the last few times I've gone, I've gotten the nacho fries, mm. and they've been delicious. They they put a nice seasoning on the fries. It actually, re- I didn't think I'd like fries from a Taco Bell, but it works. So I usually <laughs> will go for my standard order, my, like, basic fallback. I can't pick anything else is a cheesy gordita crunch. Okay. I heard those are those are crazy popular. Maybe with a Doritos Locos taco instead of a hard shell taco. I, it depends on the day. Okay. Uh, I will usually get an extra uh, taco. If I don't get the Doritos Locos taco in the cheesy gordita crunch, I'll make that the Doritos Loco. Uh, then maybe, you know, then you kind of play it by ear. You go for maybe a side dish. If, you get, if they have the cheesy Fiesta potatoes, those are always good. 
Uh, you gotta try something weird. That's sort of the become the tradition is like, even if they don't have a special offer on the table, you gotta get something weird. You should make some kind of like Taco Bell homunculus where it's like, <laughs> you know, a cheesy gordita crunch inside a crunch wrap supreme, but covered in like, but also like, but uh, you tie a bunch of caramel empanadas around it. So you joke, but <laughs> do you have, you've never, I'm guessing you've never, because you're a normal, rational human being, have never been on the Taco Bell website's order online form. No. God, wait, you can order it online? <laughs> you can order it God. online and custom build your order. <laughs> How far we have fallen and come. <laughs> Aaron, I built like an $11 cheesy gordita crunch one time. <laughs> Shame on you, Jeff. That <laughs> $11 I, could I, do I, some good <laughs> in this world and not eradicate your, have a fucking fire sale inside your bowels. <laughs> I, I added guacamole. Okay, that's not bad. I added red salsa. Okay. I, you know, I swapped it out for the Doritos Locos Taco. Like, I, like, could you just have all of these add-on ingredients? They're just like, do you want to put crispy red strips in it? Do you want to put little, little shredded corn chips in your, in your, in your taco? And I'm like, fucking yeah, I do. It was actually, like, kind of nice. Like, it was just like a nice, like, filling, like, taco. And it was like, but it was from Taco Bell. And it, it actually kind of disappointed me because I didn't feel awful afterwards. You know, this is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> See, listeners, if you're listening to me like, when's the rata? And then the tack comes where Aaron like makes a joke about Taco Bell. No, we're just talking about what excites us. And I'm just listening. I'm just here to yeah. listen. Not every intro has to be full of goofy banter. No, this is just uh, we're talking about stuff that makes us happy. And for me, that's the twice a year when I do this with my wife and one of my best friends. I love it. We're going to record some podcast things. We're going we're gonna to watch some wrestling. We're going to eat some Taco Bell. It is a treasured tradition among friends. That is a dream. Yeah, that's what's been exciting me this week. I've just been trying to like plan that out. Uh, I've also got my other birthday tradition is Jen and I go out to a Brazilian uh, steakhouse. We get all you can eat. Love that. It's great. These are these are my my birthday traditions. I encourage y'all to follow, to chase Jeff's happiness and try try to emulate Jeff as much as possible in terms just, of going after what you want. And just, you know, make special traditions with the people that you care about because I think they they add a spe- This is a little a little pre-show verbal hug. That's a good verbal hug sandwich. Make a special tradition with someone that you care about because I think it really it it, it forces you when you do that tradition to think about like I really value this friendship and this time spent together and if you can't get one right away know that at friday at like 11 a.m every week you you you'll go on a little bit of a special event with us yeah that's true now let's start this shindig let's get into it so we have a prompt this week and right. our prompt comes to us from our uh prompt submission form on our website boom on my fantasy yeah so thank you Sparklefish, for your submission uh the prompt is Store has magic bell above door. It's never, it never rings. One day it does. Who slash what is it? And I like that. I gave you some creative homework over the week just because it's, it's been something I'm doing without, I've been doing without talking about it. And I was like, I should share the fact that I've been trying to do this more often. And I, I tasked Jeff with like thinking about places and places around the world, around the country and in your hometown and your city, wherever you are that make you happy. And like your favorite places and try to fictionize them, try to turn them into fantasy, sci-fi, whatever, but just like think about them. And it's kind of something that's therapeutic that I've been doing lately and it makes this places more special. And I wanted Jeff to do that and share with me and you. So what, what did you pick? 
Um, so this is, so the, do you want me to tell like the real world place or just talk about the fantasy location that I've come up with? Give me the, in what is it in brief? Give me like one sentence. So what's the place? The place is a Philadelphia landmark that I've been to a few times and I really treasure it. Mm -hmm. Uh, it is, it is a place that I think a lot of people, some people visit, know about it, but a lot of people don't. And I kind of recommend that you check it out at least if you are not of the the squeamish sort, because there are some, uh, this is a place called the Muter Museum. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a medical history museum dedicated to like the history of like the discovery of rare diseases and things like that. And it is like it is just a fascinating collection of like strange bits of medical history. Yeah. That like is not for the squeamish because there are some things in there that that are that look weird and gross. Yeah. Um, but it is like a cool look into like the history of medicine and sort of uh, looking at like the whole of like we discovered how to treat this. Like we did like this is a thing we discovered. We discovered how to treat it. And like it's just cool to like walk around that space and like walk around and see all of those strange things. So what you got for me, how did you, what did you think of as like a, that is a very fantasy locale. However, like, what did you think of? Like, did you think of a fantasy twist to it or a fictional twist? Yes. I was thinking, um, I was thinking like the college of like a, a magical college or a magical like research institute. Okay. That is specifically like the school of transmutation. Oh, So like baby. the changing of things. And it is just this like. I'm picturing this sort of transmutational mag magic as very scholarly because I feel like I, I like a good scholarly school of magic. I do, too. I really I enjoy when magic is something that like is can be appreciated like at an academic level or it's like, you know, you're just like winging it. But I do like that there is a discipline involved in fiction. And I like the idea, specifically with transmutational magic, I think there's a nice parallel there. What is transmutational magic, just for me and my mom? Magic, so what I mean by that <laughs> is, like, magical spells that are the physical alteration of people or objects. Okay. So, if you want to grow wings, this would be transmutation magic. Spider climb, where you you get Spider-Man wall climbing powers, Comes is from transmutational boots. magic. Got yes, you. you could also have them through magical boots. That um, you get because you you buy your dungeon master soda, and then that's not told to told to your new dungeon master until like six months later, when suddenly you can just walk on walls. Boots is fine. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, okay. So it's changing, it's altering things. If you want to grow larger, want to shrink, mm. you want to grow extra arms, you want to crawl on walls like Spider Man, you want to shoot webs, you want to turn, you know, polymorph into an animal, you want to change something from like flesh to stone or grow spikes on your arms it's any kind of physical mutation changing the physical property of anything yeah okay so this is a there's a school that exists or is it like a is it a city school you know is it like the like you know like a college town or is it just like the academy i like, like that it is um based off of like where i went to school well i went to school in a city but like i like a college Kind of the college where near where I work, like Westchester University is like a college that is attached to not a city, but like a small town. Okay, I like that. I kind of like that. Okay, I dig this. Um, what kind of, what's the landscape you're th seeing for this? You know, what, what are, 
what are some images that you're getting in terms of like the natural landscape? Like, is it mountainous? Is it rivers? Is it underground? Is it, you know what I mean? Like, what do you, what do you feel in? Uh, I just randomly drew a magic card, a magic the gathering card. Oh, fuck. Wow. And, uh, it was a blue, it was a blue. So I'm picturing like an aquatic. This is like a, maybe like a coastal, like off of a, like off of the coast, you know, maybe it's off of a river. But, like, okay. it is kind of on the water. So I think they have, like, a rowing team. Okay. So it's a Magic Academy of Transmutation Magic. Yeah. And people go there specifically to master it or to study it or just to just to become wizards of transmutation magic? Uh, well, I think all of the above, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't think there's... I don't think there... I think those, you know, things... None of those things are, like, mutually exclusive. But I think the reason people come here is that, like transmutation magic is dangerous yeah of course you know like you are changing the physical properties of things and yeah. that has like tremendous risk and so that's maybe the, that's why i was picturing as the reason that this has become like a, a a scholarly practice as opposed to something more like individualized or kind of like you know holistic is that this is something that look you can learn this on your own and part of why, like, I think of the Muter Museum is I like the idea that there are, like, things of, like, you can learn this on your own, and you can do okay, but there's that risk if you don't follow these guidelines that this is gonna happen to you. Okay, And they, cool. like, pull a curtain, and it's like, well, no, okay, okay, I'll, t I'll go to class. So there's a danger involved at this school as a whole, and kind of, uh... You know, it's like practicing medicine without a license. Exactly. Like, you could, but you shouldn't. Uh, yeah. It's super dangerous. Okay. So I like that. So it's in this aquatic river, ocean. Is it ocean or river? What do you want? Um, what do you like? What do you think? I'm thinking, I'm seeing a very large river that this thing kind of, perhaps it spans over, like there's two campuses like that, yeah. and the bridge crosses and like, you know what I mean? Or like the dorms cross or across the yeah, river. Yeah, like the student the housing is on one side of the river and the academic buildings are on the other. There's like a big suspension bridge that runs across. Yes. You can ride like you can ride like a buggy across or you so you get people just running. You get cool. people flying overhead because they've learned how to fly. You get people swimming underwater because they've turned themselves into like they've grown gills. Okay. Is it is it hard to get into this school? I don't think so. Okay. Because I think that the school is sort of a public service. Okay. I okay. think that the school is, hey, if you are learning this come learn it with us so we can teach you safely. Like, we we will, like, you know, it's not one that, that charges tuition. It's not one that, like, it's one that, like, if you show an aptitude, they want you here because that way there's, you're, you are, you are learning, you are being supported by a community that's going to help you do this safely. Okay. I like this a lot. Um, so it's kind of this community-driven building like awareness and how to like master transmutation magic to use it safely to use it for fun or for heroic acts or for non-heroic acts whatever but like you just go there to learn it it's essentially yeah. like it's medical school yeah you know um now the prompt store has magic bell above door it's never ring one day it does who what is it so is there like a camp? Are we talking? Are we going to talk about like the person who runs the campus store who might not who is a transmutation mage or maybe isn't? Is this, you know, like the dean's office and like the, the bell rings whenever X happens or like does something trip an alarm? 
Is it that kind of feel? Or is it just like, ding, ling, ling? Like the store that no one's ever gone into? Is there like a black market at the school? Is it like skull and bones? You know, like, what are you feeling here? Do you have, what jumps out at you? Like, what are... I love a non-magical storekeeper. Okay, great. I really was, oh, I wanted that that real bad. That's the option that really leaps out at me. Yeah. Is like a, a person here who doesn't do, like... Because, like, the thing is, where I live, this is a this is more bringing in my life, is, like, where I live is adjacent to a college. Yes. Like, Penn State, or not Penn State, uh, University of Penn is 10 blocks from my apartment. So, like, that environment of being around students and school stuff, but then also just having the people that live here. So, you have stores that, like, are open and clearly cater to those people, but are not run like are not run by the school but like their hours shift when school is not as in in session that's a thing that like is all around me okay so i love i i love that that is that is the folk in that i come from and that makes me very happy so this person um i'm gonna roll on their pronouns i'm wearing a wrist brace right now so i'm like i'm clawing through my uh, uh, okay got it all right, so she is, she got a three, so it's a she, her. Um, her job is she runs us, owns a store, or just is an employee. I like they're just being an employee. It's just a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Living in this magical, cause you live in the college town, essentially. Sure. I mean, you get an apartment nearby, or like you live Crawford on a house. Crawford Cove. Oh. She lives on a houseboat in Crawford Cove. Yeah. Love yeah, it. it's great. Like the house, a houseboat, I will say a thing in fantasy, it is not the equivalent to real life. Houseboats, I would say, are dope. If this is an optimistic world, I want to say that a houseboat is like a sick setup where like it is like you kind of live the pirate fantasy and you oh, have sure. like a dope two bedroom that's like on a boat. I mean, there's definitely, you know, talent borrows genius steals. There's definitely just like Doctor Who TARDIS shit going on where like houseboats are bigger on the inside Ooh. because magic. Yes. So like, so like, you can just have like a whole home inside of this tiny little boat. Oh God, yes. Okay, so it's like, so she lives in a little dinghy in what was it called? The town Crawford Cove. So in Crawford Cove, I want you to see the suspension bridge, see the mystical Hogwarts looking esque building on the left, and on the right is like the college campus. And then you zoom in under the bridge, and you keep going. You're flying, you're flying, you're flying over the water. The fish are leaping out, and there's a little like, uh, like some the- of them are students. Some of them, of course, are students. And then you hit a little shoreline, and there's this little dinghy in this beautiful shore, and the willows are reaching over it and dipping their leaves into the water. And under those willows is a little dinghy, like the tiniest little boat, and it's just bobbing back and forth in the water. And if you were to go in, it's like, what, a castle or just like a really nice house? Just like a nice, like, two-and-a-half bed, like a two-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath. Love it. Love it. Home. Home to this person. She works in a store what kind of store in a transmutation magic school what do you like the snack shop is she that run the concession stand type thing is it something like that is it the bakery is it the what jumps out at you what jumps out at you what 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 immediately jumps out at you uh i want her to have a trade that's what jumps out at me like she is a trades person you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like she has a a thing that people need in this trans but there's linked like you know it's supply and demand like something in transmutation school that people need she sells spell components. Oh, okay. I did because 
Talk to me. Like, transmutation magic, does that one require components, or is it, like, read sure. the text? It can. I it mean, can. it does yeah, now. It does. Yeah, it does now. I just, okay. I like the idea that she runns, like, a... a Again, if we're pulling from regular life, this is of something course. that I know you and I both are very familiar with. She runs like a corner store, like a oh. bodega, oh, where it's okay. just like stuff, like walls lined with stuff. Got it. She runs the, She runs just a corner store market, and there's just spell components like piled high on every shelf. She kind of sits both feet kicked back. You need like a like a gemstone because you're going to get, yeah, okay, it's $14. Okay. Uh, I'm seeing something very clearly now. So across the bridge at the school, you know, outside, past the parking lot, whatever, there's like a strip of buildings and then there's her shop. And in her shop, you walk in and it's like if we're, if we're taking from real life, which I've really wanted to this episode, kind of just like make a place that's like, you know, based on our reality. Mm-hmm. You walk in and it's like super chill. Like one yeah. of her biggest things, it's like it has the atmosphere of a coffee shop, like really good music, really good smells in the air, a chill vibe. But she sells everything a transmutation student would need at like a good price. Yeah. And like you hang out there, you get a sandwich, like she sells food. You know, there's the the plancha, like she's cooking or she has a cook. You know, it's a play. It's like one stop shopping for everything a student would need. Did you have a rat? Remember the rat skeller type thing at your college? Maybe. All right. But like it's the idea that like it's a yeah, pizza like an place. Like an all in one student store. Sure. Yes. But like a good one. Yeah. Like a chill, like a chill spot where you go, you hang out, you buy some stuff. Kids can hang out there. You know, you you can't. The only rule is you can't cast spells in there. She's like, sure. this is my stuff. Like, no, you can't turn it into a banana. So she runs this store. Why? You know what I mean? What made her open it up? You know, I picture her as very unambitious. Okay. But like not in a bad way. Yeah. My first image is a forager, someone who like start it started just because like it's someone who likes like me i like walking in the woods and just picking stuff up sure that was kind of my idea like you say not ambitious i thought like if i had my druthers i would spend every day walking through the woods picking treasures up and bringing them home and putting them on a shelf and that's kind of what led to like you know she was putting them on display so it started out as what's her name first of all her name is what's calling to you what's her what's her what's her ancestry what's her what's her culture hmm i'm thinking i'm thinking a halfling because okay, uh sure. like we've talked before like halflings are like they're explorers like uh, period through guild halfling culture is a lot about like you know you're like a seed scattered to the wind you enjoy life like sprout brussels stuff is all about like enjoying life enjoying you know valuing it so i think that's kind of her thing of like it doesn't she's not like after she's not a cliche american success after like that idea yeah. of success and grandeur she's about enjoying life and appreciating like what's around you what you have her name is marina mulgrove that's very good and she lives in what town uh crawford cove Oof, okay. getting a lot of alliteration in this yeah one. i love it so marina marina that's oh you're smart that's very good so i'm seeing marina started out where taking a tone from south jersey as well remember those vegetable carts that oh, would sure. be out and about she started out with that and like i've been when I, I worked in nebraska when i was like 25 on a gig and there was a a rock store where you would go in and this person, it was like a shack and they were like, come look at my cool rocks and like you can buy them. I think it started out like that. Like, come look at my stuff. All the stuff that I've gathered in the woods. I go down to the shore every day. I find shiny pebbles, like cool, smooth river rocks, like beach glass, like dried mud, like cool shit. 
And then as, you know, at the, just doing it for fun, but the transmutation school was building and building and people were like, yo, I can use those for spells. Do you mind? I'll, yeah. I'll trade you some money for it. In the, is that how it built? Is that what, what, yeah. what are you feeling here? I feel like that's perfect. I think it's just, I think it is, it is every bit uh, a hobby that turned into a, it turned into a job. And I don't think that she thinks it's a career. No. But I think she's just like, yeah, you know, like it started out, it, it started out the way a lot of like, I'm picturing her as young. Yeah. Like oh, early absolutely. 20s. Yeah. And I think it started a lot of the ways that like a lot of kind of self-employed ish people in there, people of that, like that young age kind of like start out where they're just like, yeah, I was just kind of doing it. Like I would hang out with my friends that they'd see that I had some cool stuff. They'd be like, oh, I need that for a spell. I'd be like, yeah, sure. Buy me a beer. But then I realized then like, you know, they, you know, I, I business picked up. People started coming to me. So I opened a shop. Yeah, it was like I had my rocks and my cool sticks and my plants on display. You know, people were coming and we would get to talking. We'd start playing music and then more people would come. We had to get some chairs and then we had to get some tables. Then we had to get a grill to start cooking. And then like, you know, we started feeding people. We started hanging out. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, I realized that these these other kids like needed my stuff. And so, you know, I think, is it honor based? Is it there's no money? You come in and take what you need. You know what I mean? Like, take what you need. Take no more than you you need. Doesn't cost anything because it's just to her. It's like I just got that for fun. I think it is. I think it is money based. But like that idea is there of like I'm gonna charge you ju- like literally. Well, again, pulling from real life. I got a real life example for Give this. Me. One of my favorite bars in the world is a place called McGillan's Ale House in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Cool. Uh, McGillan's is the oldest oper- oldest continually operating alehouse in America. It has been open since the 1700s. Because of that, McGillan's is a, a recognized historical landmark. Because of that, at, and this a lot of this is conju- is is me assu- is assumption. I should say, don't at please don't at me. Hey, McGillan's doesn't have to pay taxes. They don't have to pay like property tax. Like mm-hmm. they have, they have the space, and they have the space, and they they don't have to pay like taxes or anything on it. And so therefore, McGillan's is cheap as shit. <laughs> like because really, like they're only paying for the cost of food and booze. Yeah, and like up general upkeep. Yeah. So like I'm picturing it as literally, she's like, if I break even at the end of like if I break even on rent and like boat upkeep on the end of the month. I'm good. I don't need... I'm not trying to turn a profit here. No. I'm trying to make sure these people have a space to, like, hang out. And that like, I you know, have a space to hang out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm getting fed. These kids are getting all their magical components. I get to keep doing what I'm doing, which is, like, comb the river's coast, comb the woods, walk along the mountains, walk my trails, gather my stuff. And then, like, it provides a service, and I like that, you know? I think she values the people in the company. You know, mm-hmm. like open mic nights, and it is essentially like a cool coffee shop, sandwich shop, every little bit of everything, low key, no frills. You go like outside seating, you know, they have summer parties and stuff like that, like just a cool freaking place. And Marina yeah. is very much about just like preserving that good, good feel of just community. Yeah, if she now. can, if she can break even, then that's all. She, that's all she's after. She, like I said, unambitious in the best possible way. Where she's like, eh, you know, the, I'm, as long as I can hang out with my friends and not like fall into debt for it. Yeah, then I'm gold. Now, store has magic bell above door. It never rings. One day it does. Who slash what is it? So it's always like 
Well, the, the formula that I was thinking, or what I was thinking is like, this is great. You know, Marina's got it. She's 21. She's living their dream. Everything's great until. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it that kind of like what? Oh, I definitely. I'm just trying to decide what un, what until is. What walks into the store or who? You know, is it the dean or is I it? I was like, going to say it was the dean. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't want. Is it like she gets evicted type thing, or is it something? No. Is it something deep? Is it something fantasy esque? Yes. Here's what it is. Okay. Here's my pitch. I just got to think of. I gotta think of the most Dean at like Dean name imaginable. Okay. So give me a minute, cause I want this to be. I gotta think of the most Animal House Dean name I can name. Oh wow. Um, I will try as well. Dean Wortham Fernhammer. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so Dean Wortham what rolls up and is like walks in. The bell, the magic bell rings because, because there is now the Dean is here. <laughs> There's never been a dean here before. It's like a no faculty zone. And there's yeah. like an enchanted bell that like, I think the students made it for her to be like, yo, if the bell rings, that means what? Like, what are they trying to hide from the dean? I, I was going to say that like there are enchantments in place and it just tells you because you said no spells in the store. Yeah. And I think the dean is just surrounded by like protection spells and glamour spells and all these things. Like, like obviously, you know. Has a lot of magic around around him. Yeah. Walks in, the bell rings. She's like, no, you can't cast magic. What fuck are you doing here? The dean has come to basically ask her help gathering ingredients for a powerful ritual. Ooh. Okay. I like a quest. That's I what I'm was, saying. I get love in, a like, quest. Give some, get some quest. I feel like this is a good start to a quest. Absolutely. This is a very good start to a quest. So the, she's chilling. I think... Let me let me set the scene for you. Marina, what's her last name? Sorry. Mulgrove? Yeah, it was Marina Mulgrove. You're right. It was Marina Mulgrove. Right. So Marina Mulgrove is chilling behind the counter. Um, open mic night is happening. Someone is uh someone is playing a song for their crush in the front row. And the crush is looking with like, you know, sparkling eyes as they strum on this guitar. It's not good, but it's real cute. It's that scenario where it's like Clay, won't you come out with me under the stars? And the crush is like, oh, my God. Like Clay is freaking out, losing their mind. It's adorable. And you hear, what does the bell sound like? Is it just like a like a ding-a-ling-a-ling or is it something else? I like a, a nice little ding-a-ling-a-ling. It's just a little like opens the door, ding-a-ling-a-ling. Does everyone freeze? Oh, everyone. It's never everyone, happened before. Everyone scrambles. Everyone, why? Are they breaking the rules? <laughs> no, a, it's just the, the dean. dean is here. You're right. It's everyone wants to. Okay, so let me let me put a twist on this. The dean isn't someone that's feared. The dean is someone that's respected. Oh, this sure. would be like, uh, I keep referencing Harry Potter, and I apologize, but it's like Dumbledore walking in as opposed to like Snape. Yeah. You know, like someone they like. Professor Xavier walks in. This is Professor X walking in because that was my that was my reference for this whole school was I know, very I know like, it was. I know. So I had to stay away from that because we always do the school for gifted young people. So just for images, I ha- kept having to think Harry Potter. <laughs> so Professor Charles Xavier walks in, and his name I won't ask you to repeat it. Wortham Fer- Wortham Fernhammer. <laughs> Wortham. So the Dean Wortham Firmhammer. Um, Fernhammer, not Firmhammer. That sounds way worse. <laughs> He's firm hammer. More like firm hammer. So, so her, I wrote for her pronouns. So she walks in. Fernhammer comes in and, uh, is like, 
hey, like, hey, all right, that's a very cute song, but what is the quest, Jeff, that only uh, uh, Marina Mulgrove can help with? It's gotta be, it's gotta be gathering spell components. Or like, is it one rare ingredient that can change something or definitely something like that like it's definitely if whether it's one powerful ingredient or like a number of hard to find ingredients i like a quest like that yes i like like an anime quest where it's like you have to go to this region it's like pokemon where you go from this region to this region to this region it's finding a bunch of magical like spell components to put together a ritual to do something does she know what it is i feel like i feel like wortham would tell her yes I don't feel like she's the kind of dean that would hide that. No, 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 no. I don't think it's that kind of story where it's like, I don't know what I'm going after, but I know it's important because the dean said so. I think it's like, does Marina go? Yes, right? Does she leave the shop? Yeah, I... Hmm. I like the fact that she does because you said that she's young and like she's been living like this dope life. And I think this is just the story of like, it's not like giving up everything you have. It's just kind of like... What else is out there? You know, like yeah. someone, I think, okay, you said she's not ambitious, right? Right. But for lack of a better term, like, you know, she's chill. Sure. I think in her life, someone has told her that. Like, why do you lack ambition? Like, you're talented, you're a brilliant entrepreneur, and like, she knows deep in her heart that like, no, you're not right. Like, I'm chilling. But this is someone who's like, Marina Mulgrove, like, you have a talent for identifying magic components, and like, your skill is sort of like an alchemist is you know like beyond almost anything anyone's ever seen and like you are the only person who i trust it's not the only person who can do this it's you through your reputation and your community building and your skill and like you've been providing my students with the the capabilities to go beyond what they thought capable of but i don't think you've ever taken the time to know what else you can do because too often we think of some of the ambition, it's like, well, what else can you do? But this, I think, is like, what more? Like, what more do you have? Let's try it. Like, you know what I mean? I think I like that. I like when people push me to look beyond my comfort zone and see yeah. what else I am capable of. And I think that's the story of someone sitting down with someone being like, you've shown that, yes, you can live comfortably. You can create a community. You can do the thing. Now, what else? What else can you do to inspire people and like, you know, bring people together and change, you know, the change this school or change the mm-hmm. world. Is that the vibe? I love that. Where it's like a young, a young person, like seeing what else they're capable of. And I think it, it, got, it ties back into like what she wants more than anything, which is to hang out with her friends and like have that that happy space with her friends. Like this, whatever the spell is they're trying to cast has to be something to like better the whole community. Like, I think she's got to kind of brush her off at first, right? She's got to be like, Dean, I'm not interested. I'm not. And she's like, but what if I told you this is what we're doing? Mm. Can I give you a pitch? Yeah. There was a transmutation class and Dean Fernhammer's D- Dean Fernhammer was uh, teaching a transmutation class. And it was one about, um, I think, protection and like shielding. So everybody, I think it was like. Dean was throwing, like, a softball at people, and they had to block it with their arm by making, like, a section made of, like, wood or stone or mm-hmm. steel. And I think there's a class that has been turned to stone. Okay, yeah, I love that. And she's like, the only way to undo this is with these. And the only way to cast, like, a a stone-to-flesh skip spell at the kind of power, with the kind of range, with the kind of, like, with this many, like, subjects... You know, to undo a spell this powerful, it requires these ingredients. And frankly, 
you know, we're running out of time. Like, after a certain amount of time, it's just permanent. Yeah. These people are just lost. Yeah. And so, frankly, we're in a bind, and we need somebody who can gather, not just gather these hard-to-find ingredients, find somebody who can gather them quick. Yeah. And frankly, like, you are, you have shown, even if you are not a part of this academy, you have shown that you are better at that, at that particular skill. I've got 2,000 students that could you know, grow wings and fly to the heavens. I've got, I've got 2,000 students that could swim to the bottom of the ocean. I don't have 2,000 students that can find the exact right type of, like, mushroom that has been, you know, alive this many days growing on a stump this old. I don't have that. So I need you, because you are that. I love that this i really like dean wortham fernham yeah me too she's a pretty good dean she's a pretty good dean and she's like you know you may not be a student at my school but you're a part of this community and like you know i i as dean challenge you to go beyond your own limitations and see what else you're capable of see what more you can do i do think a lot of the students think of her as the dean like remember the simpsons aaron yeah of course Remember tv show called the simpsons Never, I mean, I'm vaguely familiar with a television program <laughs> called The Simpsons. I think a lot of the students picture Werther as, picture Werther as, uh, as the Dean. <laughs> Homer pictures, I'll oh, get you, Dean. You, Dean. <laughs> like, she's or... like, I'm just trying to challenge you to be your best selves. <laughs> Come on, y'all. I just want you to be better. You all have Dean. incredible potential. <laughs> Fuck off, Dean. <laughs> um. <laughs> she's just constantly getting pranked. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Fuck you, Dean. <laughs> Take that. You shit in my... You put it... Why'd you put fish in my car? It was so hot outside today. Ho-ho! Got the Dean. It's okay. <laughs> why did you... Why did you make my car grow legs and run away? <laughs> <laughs> you better catch it, Dean. Got you, Dean. Stop pranking the Dean. Y'all, if you're listening to this, leave Dean Fernhammer alone. She's a good Dean. She just wants what's best for you. I get it. You're young and you're stupid. But you'll understand it later and feel super bad. Um, she gets a lot of apology letters. <laughs> <laughs> she gets a lot of students at reunions coming up to her. Wow, you really... You really looked out for us. I am so fucking sorry. I'm really sorry. You know, we kind of went a little far. (laughs) Meanwhile, the car is still just running. Galloping infinitely. (laughs) It's on its 80th rotation around the earth. Like, it's just been around. (laughs) Car! Um, So, uh, Marina Mulgrove is tasked to get in her houseboat and go up the river to a place that she's never been before. And I think that's the challenge. That's the personal challenge of like, can I do this? That's the conflict of like, yes, I know the crest. I know I know Crawford Cove like I, the back yes. of my hand. I, kn- I don't yes. know the rest of the world. How am I going to find these ingredients, you know, on the other side of the planet? Yeah. And I think that Dean Fernhammer puts her hand on Miranda's shoulder and is like, Apply the things that, like, just do what you do best. Do what you enjoy. Go out there and, like, it'll come. Because I think a big lesson for Miranda when she goes beyond the cold. Marina. What did I say? You said Miranda. I think a big challenge. I think a big challenge for Marina when she goes beyond the cove is going to be kind of trusting her instincts and being like, what I'm doing is okay. Because oftentimes when we're put outside of a comfort zone, we think we have to do more. 
You know what I mean? When you're like, oh, I, I've been doing it this way, but now that I'm around professionals, I have to be more like this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think that's part of her journey is realizing that, like, she's walking through the woods or along the river, um, fuck, around the Harness River, mm-hmm. and, you know, is seeing these rocks, and it's like, wait a minute, those are just... The glint on those is exactly like Scruff's little river. Like, this is exactly what I need. I, I, yeah. It's kind of the, you had all the answers inside you all along. Oh, for sure. And comes back, what? Turns the, what is the ingredient she's looking for? Just for funsies. Um, it is, she is looking for a perfectly square stone that has been run flat by the water so that it is a perfectly square disc. Ooh. I did like that. I'm talking 90 degree angles sharp on the edges it cannot have been sanded or polished just perfectly like it is a, a particular stone that she has to find and I, where do you think she finds it can I throw you a, a big pitch oh f- yeah uh I think she finds it I'm 32 uh, well you can throw me all the pitches you want I got nothing right now I was gonna throw it back <laughs> to you to describe like where she finds it but there is a, a pitch that I want to throw in just because I think it's a cool moment do it if we're talking about her going on the river and yeah. like navigating these things by riverbed, I want to say I'm going to throw out kind of a cool idea. Please. I think she doesn't do it in time. Oh. And I think there's a moment where she's just like floating kind of listless on the river. And it's like, I didn't like oh. I came up short, but she like notices but like she like notices a water flow in a certain way. And she's like, no way. And she flows her way under the water. And she flows into a cave and she finds something. She finds exactly what she needs, which is more time. Oh, stop. Too much? Good? No, no. Keep going. Keep going. That was she just finds, me being like, oh, shit. She finds her way into the chrono flow, a, pla- a, a flowing chunk of river where time does not exist, where all of time is flowing through this river. In there is Dusk Sea Breeze. That's, that's the one. Dancing, dancing their eternal dance, and she just asks and is like, hey, I've heard stories that you normally, this is normally a whole thing, but like, I just kind of really need to do this. Can you help me out? And for once in the the life of the unseen eye, they take an action that is purely benevolent. Who's to say if it's out of boredom, desperation or what, but they just, yeah, it's, it's a week ago. You're good. Oh, shit. Can I give you what you just described? Can I, like, paint you what I just saw? Yeah. So Marina is floating on her back down the river after feeling completely just destroyed because, like, you know, uh, Fernhammer was like, you know, after the third day, please, like, make sure you're back. Because yeah. after the third day, like, we, we can't bring them back. They'll just be statues forever. And so it's like the, the, the second to last night. It's like night two. You know, then when the sun rises, they'll be stoned forever. And she has her little miner's hat on, and she's just desperate, and she's clawing through the riverbed. Like I think she finds the rock, but, like, doesn't have time to get back. Yeah, I was thinking, like, what I was honestly seeing is she finds the rock. It's in her hand. The sun comes up. It's, like, 5 a.m., and she's like, I didn't do it. And she's like, I can't go back. I can't face my community with this like knowing like because she's kind of cool you know what i mean yeah, like she's kind right. of like an idol to a lot of people of being like you're not even a transmutation major you're like the coolest most chill like she has this attitude of like you know it nothing matters you just kind of hang out you don't even chase the money this is the first time that she's really like tasked herself with like a deadline and things like that and she's like i didn't do it 
I failed. And so she just, you know, gets back in the river and is like, I'll just float, I guess. And however long it takes me to get back, I'll just do that. And so she has the rock in her hand and is just cruising along, like staring up into the sky. You know, she hears all like the, you didn't bring it back. You, she, where is she? Like hearing all the voices. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden she, I think, bumps. Have you ever like laid on a river and actually like floated? No. Well, maybe. Yeah. Like once. It's, it, yeah. It's a little intense. I, I did it once and I got scared. So I'm thinking that she's floating and she's good. I think she gets bumped or like the current pushes her. And that's what makes her drop the rock. Mm. And that's when you said she dives under the water and is like chasing it, chasing it for it, chasing for it. She's swimming down, swimming down, reaches out for the rock, and all the, it's like someone pulled the plug on a drain. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, spiraling down, 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 comes to in this, you know, water is from the waterfall where like, she's sitting on rock. Water is just crashing onto her head, you know, and she pushes herself out of the waterfall, swims up, like, up here, pops up in a little, like, uh, little pool at the base of a waterfall and just sees this elf in you know, dancing with a baton. And like you said, approaches him and is like, what do you, you know, what is, what is it like start up a comedy? Does everyone know who he is? I think there are legend, like there are legends of this, right? There yeah. are legends of the unseen eye, the dancing, the dancing figure. And nobody knows his real name, but like, no I think one's there actually are like legends seen of him. Right. So this is the first part. Like she sees this person. She's like, you know, I, I honestly think it's, he, maybe he overhears her. Maybe she's talking out loud. Do you think she, like, calls to him? Or is it one genuine act of benevolence when she's, like, you know, sitting there, head in hands, like, I just wish I had one more week? Ooh, you know what it was? You know what it is? Like, now, like, you explaining all of this made it click for me. Mm-hmm. She literally stumbles into, like, his cave. Yeah. He's just kind of happy to see someone. Oh. Like, everyone that he has spoken to has been asking him to do the to do some horrible thing. Yeah. And, like, he's happy with that. Like, it means he's powerful. But this is a person who, like, didn't ask him for anything. Didn't, like, come to kill him. It's just kind of, like, stumbled up and was like, oh, hey, what's up? I didn't realize there was anybody here. And he's dancing. He's dancing. He's like, oh, what's your business? And she's like, I don't I don't have business. What are you, what are you talking about? And I think they just strike up a conversation. And I think they just make chill, cool, small talk. They just make the kind of chill, cool, small talk that she's made with a million people before. And in doing so, she mentions like, yeah, I was supposed to do this thing and I I just didn't have time. And he's just kind of happy to not be working for once. Like for five minutes of his life, he gets to not be the unseen eye and just be a guy named Dusk and stops and just goes, I mean, you can have time. I got nothing but time. If that's all you need, it's a week ago. Splash. Get out of here. Can I give you a cool twist on that? Yeah. She tumbles in, crawls out of the waterfall. As she's even, as she's coming to, as she's taking a nap on the shore, that conversation that you just described is Dusk Mm -hmm. Seabree staring into a pool of water, seeing it happen before it's happened. I love that. Because we just said that, we said that all uh, timelines are in this water. So he could have potentially seen that conversation before it happened been moved by it, and then sent her on her way before she even woke up in real life. I like that. He saw a timeline that kind of never came to be and was moved by it. I like that a lot. I like that he just is like, okay, you know what, kid? You got this. 
You've got a you've got you've got a long life ahead of you. Take another shot. We all we everybody gets one, right? Because I'm seeing it like Dusk Seabreeze is bad. You know, Dusk yeah. Seabreeze is an, an asshole. He's an asshole. But having a conversation with someone who's just like, I don't know, uh, whose appreciation of time kind of just clicked for them because yeah. they were like, I thought I had all the time in the world. I thought I could take things at my own pace and. I failed, and Dusty Breeze is just holding this, like, prismatic water in his hands and watching this unfold of someone really appreciating the value of time itself. And it's a little bit of ego of, like, and I am the keeper of that, and also a bit of, you know, in a different world, I might have, I might have thought, I might have thought something similarly. Mm-hmm. And I think they have an appreciation for Marina and also a little bit of pity. And they, like Santa Claus, like send them on their way while they're napping, and they kind of just float back to the, the university, stone in hand. Does that work for you? Yeah, I think, and I kind of think that's it. Like, I think they float onward, and they had this moment that they'll never remember, or that yeah. they had, like, they, they had this moment in a dream, and they're like, that didn't happen. That, that couldn't have happened. Like, that, there was a dancing man, and he stopped dancing, and he doesn't stop dancing, and yet we spoke... And we, I don't remember what I said. I just remember waking up here. This is, it's too much. I'm obsessed. And I think that's a wrap, honestly. Oh, I love Marina Mulgrove. I dig it. I love it. Marina Mulgrove appreciating time and appreciating, like, so she comes, just for resolution's sake, she comes back, class turns into people again, you know, D-Stone. Right, yep. What happens to Marina Mulgrove after the fact? Does it go back to normal? I think she just goes back to normal. I think she knows that she did it. And, like, I think she's just kind of, she she tells the dean, like, if you need me, you got my number. You know where to find me. And I think she's a big, she has a big, uh, a, a, a change of pace is, like, there are, it's a place where you can hang out. But also a thing where, like, students can, like, you know, if you need somebody to talk to, like, you yeah. can totally come to me. And she's very big on, like, you know, you're be giving an opportunity at this school. Like, stop pranking the fucking dean. Like, you're given, you're given time. You know, use it to the best of your ability. I think a big thing now is about her and potential and not, you know, wasting the opportunity you have because you sure. might not get a second chance like I did. Teehee. I love it. Cool. Fuck. Thank you so much for you're your good. prompt, Sparklefish. Ah, Sparklefish used the prompt submission form on our website. And if you would like to submit a prompt of your own for use in this cool show that you're still listening to, there are a lot of ways to do it. What you waiting for? There sure are. You can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. You can email them to us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. You can post them to our Discord at bit.ly slash Discord, Or you can do what Aaron said. <laughs> yeah, while you're there, check out all things AMFC. Browse around, click around. It's a really sexy website. And it's speaking a nice website. of sexy websites, there is one that I cannot stop talking about. And I'm talking about miniclip.com, where you can play lots of flash games. Where you can, no, candystand.com. Love Uh, it. You ever play candystand.com's wiffle ball? Yeah, I love it. Shit's fire. Big Tom, Big Tom will hit home runs every time. (laughs) But no, what I'm talking about is partyofonepodcast.com. Party of One is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. (laughs) Every week, I sit down with a friend, we play a two-player game, we share some laughs, maybe a few tears, and we have a really good time. New episodes drop Tuesdays at PartyOfOnePodcast.com. Hell yeah. All My Fantasy Children is proud to be a part of the One Shot Podcast Network. If you like uh, um, actual play RPGs, why not listen to Campaign? Campaign 
is a long-form actual play podcast. Our current series campaign, Skyjacks, takes place in an original setting inspired by folk tales and classic adventure fiction. Join Liz Anderson, John Patrick Cohen, Tyler Davis, Johnny O'Mara, and Game Master James D'Amato as they tell a tale of daring sky pirates. Also, it's basically an elaborate retelling of Weekend at Bernie's. Just search for Campaign or James D'Amato on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app. Campaign's great. I don't have anything else to say about it other than I really like it. Yeah, I got to see a live show of it, and they played Reflections, and, like, there's some really good improvers on that show. And so I I, I will always tell you, like, if you want to learn how to do something well, learn from people who do something well. And, you know, and emulate. See their successes and, like, you know, learn from them. And a lot of the people on Campaign are really fucking talented at improvisational storytelling. And if that's something you're into, check out Campaign just for that. And then stay for the dope storytelling and music and cool shit. Yeah. Verbal hug this week. Go for it. Uh, I hate when people tell you to do this, but I've been trying to do it more. Do something that kind of scares you. I hate, there's no other way for me to kind of say it. I appreciate that. You know what I mean? Like, Like, you know, take chances. Yeah. Like, I really wanted this episode to kind of just be like, Jeff, kind of what do you want to talk about? And you know what I mean? Like, I, I, and I... I encourage people to kind of just do something out of their comfort zone and see what comes up and see see what kind of – when you're sifting through – all right, the best metaphor I have because I only can speak in images. When you're at the river or, you know, and there's rocks and they're covered in like goo and they're slippery and slimy when you put – when you walk into the riverbed, you know, maybe it's gross and you're afraid of something touching you. Take a few more steps and roll <laughs> – feel around. You might find some treasures under the deep. But anyway, that, like was, that. that was bad. But like – no, do I like so- that. Like, do stuff outside of your usual because it's like fun and it's 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 scary. But then yeah. when you do it, it's really not that bad. Like this week, oh, we sure. went in fucking blind. That was guns ablaze and us just being like, "All right, here's it. Let's make." And then you slow down. And you see, it's not that bad. You make a city. You do your thing, and you just ha- chat and hang out and bring stuff from your own life and bring your yeah. own triumphs and fun. And it's it it's it's very it feels good to do that sometimes. This episode felt good. Yeah, it did. I love that. Good. Great good. Good. Hug. Thank you. Um, is that it? Is that all we do? I think that's it. Damn. Uh, On that note, until next time, good good night night and good game. game. Can I ask you a question? You don't have to answer. But have you ever felt like you're floating? Not even just on water, but through everything. When you've gotten this far resting on the surface, why go against the current? Fastest way to drown is to dive into the depths. You know what I mean? I didn't think so. I don't think I'm someone people would call a hero. I don't know. Wonder if I had brought this back in time, would I have been one? What kind of hero would I have been? Doesn't matter, I guess. There's never enough time for a hero to save everyone. What I wouldn't give for just one more chance to be more than I am. What she saw in me. Admirable. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? When you've gotten this far, rest. You know what I mean? I didn't think so. I don't know.